0: But here's what I'm going to tell you, is that ultimately, ultimately, I cannot inspire or help anyone else until I help myself. This is Oversharing with Mikhail Mikhail Alfon.
1: What is up, you lovely listener? Welcome to another episode of Oversharing. As always, I am super pumped for this episode, but this one in particular because today we actually have a return guest. His name is Jeremy Hariter, and if you didn't listen to the episode with him about how to stop making excuses and start taking action, I highly recommend that you do. If I need a little bit of motivation in my life, this is who I call All of the time. He's a former professional baseball player. He's currently the chief productivity officer at Keller Williams, and just an all-around amazing dude. But before I speak too much, Jeremy, why don't you say what's up and tell us a little bit? What's going on, man?
0: First of all, thank you for having me back.
1: Yeah, like I had a
0: blast with you last time, and I mean, obviously, you and I uh, we're in a, a founders group together. We get to share a lot of time together, but I always look forward to. Just getting to hang out with you, man. Just getting to see you, so. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, I usually start these podcasts with um, what you were like in high school, but obviously we kind of, we did that last time and I would encourage the listener again, after you're done with this episode, check out the episode we did prior. It's absolutely fantastic. We got a lot of great feedback about it and that's why I wanted to have you back. You're onto this thing right now called Optimal Self. Yes, sir. And it's actually been around for a little bit, but I think you're taking a little bit more seriously now, right? That's right. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about what Optimal Self is? You know, when I was coming out of baseball and going into what ended up being a real estate
0: career, there was a lot of struggles, a lot of finding my identity, who I was, what was that next phase of my life? And luckily, I got turned on to some books, and I started to read. I started to look, and and the things that kept showing up were are you being the best version of you? Stop comparing yourself. Stop worrying about what everybody else thinks and really start to look at yourself first. And so I don't know how deep we want to go on this, but I I mean, you have some failed relationships or you have some things in your life that really transform you good or bad. Mm -hmm. And optimal self was born out of just doing some inner work, looking at me and, and figuring out who I am and what I want. And it became the art of becoming the best version of you and and through reading and, and studying and learning. And I started to see certain principles show up. And so we came, I came with the principles and this was all just journals. This was all just stuff, you know, uh, have pages and pages and books and folders on different computers. And that I just, I think the very first one I was looking back a couple months ago, somebody was asking me the same question And it goes all the way back for me to the first time I wrote it in a journal that I could find was in 2016 Mm -hmm. that I actually journaled about, you know, creating a platform or creating something that that where people that could help people besides the stuff that I was learning and the stuff that I was doing. And so Mm -hmm. ultimately Optimal Self was born, but it was just mine and I would just share it with people and I was coaching at the time and I was, you know, helping people with business. But I was teaching the same principles to them because I think they apply no matter what you do.
1: What was the trigger? You mentioned that you started like looking inside to become the best version of yourself. What was the trigger to start doing that in the first place? Oh, man.
0: Gonna... <laughs> All right, Well, right.
1: <laughs> we're going to get real vulnerable, so I hope people, you know. I, I that one up. <laughs> we're
0: going to get real vulnerable real quick. So I was married to my high school sweetheart and going through a, a divorce. So again, a, a failed relationship you have to start to look at yourself you know everybody wants to blame the other person right everybody wants to say you know oh it was it was her fault or it was this or it was that the moment any of us in anything in your life when you have an experience like that that you cannot look at them and you can actually for real look at yourself and say how could i be better i started doing some inner work man and what came out of that is this my birth father is drug addict alcoholic um still to this day i don't know where he is or what he is you know and and he beat my mom put hands on us you know i have a little brother as well and it was it was in those moments that you know my mom the the amazing strong incredible woman that she is had enough is enough and got us out of that situation and and who knows maybe if, you know i don't want to say saved our lives but not from like a death perspective, Mm -hmm. but saved our lives from a growth perspective that we were then around people and hurt, you know, the families and and people who supported us and and showed us a better way. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and luckily I had an amazing stepfather that that was a tremendous, tremendous man and influence in my life. Um, And so, but removing from that,
1: real quick for context for me please the the last episode that we did i think you referenced your father a little bit but were you talking about your stepdad in that
0: if i was talking about him in a in in the positive light yeah 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 because we talked about some baseball stuff and when
1: when he uh went with me to
0: when i got uh when i got my scholarship to gonzaga yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so yes that was that that was actually my stepfather but ultimately i called him dad because he was my dad when did he
1: come into your life
0: Uh, I was around six years old, six or seven years old when he, when he became, yeah, 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 he was dad for me for sure. And I mean, there's a lot of things even today that I, that I do and say that, that came directly from him. So, you know, there's a lot of learned behavior in there for sure. And, and a lot of the ways that I am come from that, you know, there's, you know, I'm sure there's some, the, the genetic stuff on the other side too, but you know, it's definitely some learned behavior in there. Yeah, for sure. So to go to that place, when you look at yourself in, in a failed relationship like that and actually search inside of you to say, what could I have done better? Who could I be better? Or Why do certain things affect me? Mm-hmm. Why do I respond a certain way to certain things that happen? And as you start to do that work, as I started to do that work, and I started to figure, and I wasn't figuring it out, but but things started to come to light. You know, it was that five-year-old little boy that wanted a father, right? Yeah. That was going in to save my mom and he would hit us and he hit me. And and then the next day he would say, you know, if you didn't come in there, that wouldn't happen to you, you know, like, like it's your fault. Right. right. And you live with that. And so there's a lot of those things that you were, that, that you yearn for as, the, I mean, that five-year-old little boy still lives in me, man. Yeah. <laughs> like he's still here, but now that I've come to grips with it, or or at least now I know where those feelings come from, I can adjust faster, and I can I can be more aware of why I'm feeling that way, and I can adjust to make sure that I'm better on the return or or my response is better in those situations,
1: mm. right? Well, and you, as you look back now, I mean, I know that there was a lot of trauma that you dealt with that probably came up in your relationship in one way or another. But what ultimately ended up being the reason as to why you guys split? Oh, we just grew apart, you
0: know what I mean we were, you know your high school sweethearts, and she came through baseball with me and and all that kind of stuff and and baseball ended, and you know, you just you just as humans, you know what i mean we we weren't we weren't growing together,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know we we were growing apart, and ultimately, you have to do you have to do what's right for each other. Today we are she's one of my best friends. Like right. her husband is one of my best friends. I love them like dearly. We we have wonderful relationships and we have for I mean a long time. And yeah. and so it's a much better place for sure.
1: It's an interesting How long were you guys married for? Almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. But then you were together in high school before that. Yep, yep. Wow. We dated all the way. So I think she was a freshman. I was a sophomore when we first, oh, wow. when we first met. You yeah, know? that's incredible. <laughs> when people separate, it's always an interesting thing to me because mm-hmm. I always kind of believe that if you're separating, it's a good thing. People usually kind of mourn that. And I sure. think that it should be mourned for a little bit. But like, if it was... Right, and you know, I hope I hope that you can hear me clearly on this. If it was right, it would have worked out, and people would have stayed together. Right, so something had to change mm-hmm. for the better of the two people. So I always kind of think it's a good thing. But what was your, what did your career look like at that point when you guys were separated?
0: So I had uh, finished ba- playing as as a professional athlete. I was no longer playing baseball. I was uh, into. The real estate aspect of things mm-hmm. as well, um, not not heavily to where like like I am today. Um, I'll be honest, like if we come back just a little bit before that, the actual split, you know, and also part of I think some of the cause of it from from my side mm-hmm. is you know when you lose like like that's all I ever wanted to do it's is play be, baseball. baseball. That's that's all I woke up. And, and ate, slept, <laughs> mm-hmm. year in and year out, and day in and day out. And when that was gone, I I, I didn't know who I was. My uh, my identity was so attached to the baseball player, right? Like who I was, was the baseball player. And now, who am I? What do I do? So, you know, I'm sure part of, when I say the growth and what was happening, I'm sh- I mean, I take full responsibility. Like that's part of the problem was, mm-hmm my identity was attached to something else instead of being really attached to something that I had more control over. Because you don't have control over that. Mm-hmm. Whether they offer you a contract or not, or whether you get to keep playing, it's, not, it's, it's, it's out of your control to a certain extent, right? You can work at it and work at it and work at it, but sometimes it comes to an end and not because you want it to, right? And now who am I? Now what do I do? So I think that there was a lot of that within me and so i'm sure that put strain on our relationship Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. right i'm sure that she felt that as well but it was it was me struggling with who i am and what my identity was because it was attached to something else as opposed to being attached to something that i had more control over
1: how long after the split did you start doing this work on yourself it's a great question um
0: Probably within a short period of time, maybe a couple years, because those first, you know, no breakup is easy. Like, let's be clear. Like, we can say it, whatever, but those first years or, you know, especially the first year was not easy. There's a lot of blame and there's a lot of that. And that was very difficult. You know, and there were two, you know, I got two little girls. You gotta support them and and try to make it as easy of a transition for them as well. So there's a lot of other extenuating circumstances. Um, within that first year is when I really started to to look at options and things and like the term personal development came into my world and I Um, I think I told you this on the last podcast, you know, my buddy gave me Think and Grow Rich was the very, very first book, right? Mm -hmm. Right off the seat of his car, he reached in and handed it to me. And that was the start where I was just like, wow, this is really interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you start to explore more.
1: It's interesting that this was the trigger for optimal self to me Mm because… On its surface, like a lot of people might see that and, you know, there's a trend around personal development right now, but a lot of that has to do with like achievement, I think in finance, uh, career, entrepreneurship, whatever the case may be. But it seems like this came from a place of first discovering yourself. Well, there's no question of that. I mean, and I think I've told you this, at
0: least personally in, in the past is that, the brand of optimal self that that I want to build is all from all of that. It's mm-hmm. all of those trials. It's all of those tribulations. It's all those things stacked on top of each other that I know there are people out there, man, that 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 need something to hear, something to see. They need a, I mean, whatever it is. A single sheet of paper that has something that they can follow along with and, and just get out of their own head and get things done so that, that they can move on to literally being the best version of them. Cause there's so much potential in this world. Everybody.
1: You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because as of the date of this recording, I hope people a hundred years from now listen back to it and <laughs> realize the awesomeness that was us, but everybody's going through something right now yeah. with the COVID-19, coronavirus, all of this, people dealing with loss, dealing with a loss of identity if mm-hmm. they've lost their jobs and even if they haven't lost their jobs, it's still like going there, right. going to their job that they're missing out on. Are you seeing that a lot with the people that you're working with right 100%, now? 100%. 100%. It's it's so more evident today
0: that everybody's identity is attached to these external validation pieces, mm-hmm. right? The car you drive, the zip code you live in, the street you live on, the size of your house, the size of your bank account, all these, all these external validation points. The reason why we're seeing so many people shaken by this, and again, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm no virus expert, so I'm not, I, don't, I don't try to take anything away from what is actually happening, right? I'm not on those front lines. But what I do know is the people that I see and what's happening is there is shaken identities because they can't do what they did to get what they have, Mm -hmm. things have changed. Mm -hmm. And now they're like, what do I do? Because their identity was attached to this external validation. So we've got to get back to saying, wait. I mean, I have that conversation every day with people to say, hold on a second. How did you get there? It's not that thing that that it is that, that makes you because who you've become in the process is who you are. That's what we have to tap back into we might have to start over a little bit. You know, we might have to find a new way, right? I'm in the real estate industry. You can't do an open house. That's, it is yeah. illegal everywhere in California. Like yeah. that is not, and that's something that gets you face-to-face with potential buyers, right? Yeah. You can't do that. If that was your tactic that built your business, it's shaken, right? Mm. No. But now we just have to tap back into who you are and what you do And what makes you the best version of you? And now we just got to change a little bit. That's all. How does one begin to do that? What we have to be able to do is look at all aspects of our lives. This is one of the things that I do with people is I say, okay, let's take a second right now. Think of a time that you had to overcome an obstacle. You had to overcome something. It could have been in high school. It could have been in grade school. It could have been now in business. It could be anything. But when is it time? everybody has that in their life. Everyone. Yeah. There's nothing is easy in this world. Nobody's is a cakewalk. There's always a time when you've had to overcome something. And when that pops into your head, now I ask them, okay, what are the strengths? What are the things that got you through that? And again, it could be a breakup, right? What are the things that got you through that? Well, guess what? Those strengths live in you right now. You have earned those strengths. You have earned that confidence to dig back in, grab those things out and use them to better yourself today through this. People have so much more strength inside them than they even understand because they've suppressed so much of it because nobody wants to nobody wants to sit around. You know how hard it is to talk about that shit right now even, right? It still hurts my stomach today. And I tell you, oh, I've done some work. Yeah, I've done hours and days and weekends in Sedona, you know, journaling and finding out and figuring out. But man, just sitting here with you today, when I talk about it, it's still in there. Mm -hmm. It still hurts. But I'm gonna tell you this. I know that that kid got through it. And I know that there's other parts of my life that I got through. So this, I'm gonna get through because I'm gonna pull on those strengths. And everybody, everyone who can hear this right now, You have strengths inside of you right this second that you have earned because you've got through obstacles. You've got through trauma. You've overcome shit in
1: your life.
0: It's you get the opportunity to pull on those strengths and you can get through this.
1: Man. Mm. I was just them. like, I want to go do some pushups. <laughs> that's a, it's amazing though. And I, that's kind of, it's something that I believe in as well too. It's like, we've all gone through something. You mm-hmm. think of a time that you've gotten through it before, you can do it again. Right. right? You know, obviously when somebody feels this loss of identity or there's all this trauma going on around them, in some cases it becomes a little bit harder to perform, mm-hmm. whether it be at their work or for their families. Are those things that you're working with people on through Optimal Self as well too?
0: Uh, absolutely. I mean, because regardless of what that is, right, there's three pillars. And I, I think this is an important piece for people to understand is there's the same self-determination theory, right? It's a, it's a psychology thing. Here's basically what it is. There's three pillars to it. And I'll give you them. Competency,
1: mm-hmm.
0: autonomy, and relationships. So to go with what you just said, when people are struggling, when people, you know, performing and productivity or whatever that word is that they use for their lives that they're struggling with. First thing we have to look at is competency. Meaning this, think about a time in your life. Think about something right now in your life that you love doing, that you're really good at, right? Like, and that thing is very easy for you to do, to get motivated to do, to get inspired to do. You're like, oh yeah, let's do it. I love that shit. Like, let's Mm -hmm. roll, right? That's competency, right? You need to get competency in those skills or in those things. So competency is a high level factor of us having self-determined, us being motivated to do things. Autonomy, right? The second factor is you have to be responsible for you. Meaning autonomy is nobody's coming to save you. No one's coming to save me. Mm -hmm. Nobody, right? I mean, you have to be responsible for you. And autonomy, the best way that I can say to people, I hope they can understand this, is that you can have anything you want in your life the moment you're ready to take responsibility for everything in your life. Ready? You can have anything if you're ready to take responsibility for everything. Nobody else's fault, no more victim mentality, no more bullshit. It's not your mom's fault. It's not your dad's fault. It's not your circumstance's fault. It's not. And look, I understand there's people out there that have way worse circumstances than I even had, right? Way worse. But that that still, you still have a choice today. Mm Mm-hmm. And taking responsibility. So now, think about this: high level of competency, and 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 you take responsibility for it. The chances and the motivation of you doing it and stepping out of that situation that you were just describing is really, really good. And then the last one is relationships. And relationships come into to play for us all because we have to be somebody for others, right? We we have to step up and and, and serve others. And I, I always use the the term with you know, like parents, like. You know, that baby was crying, you know, you didn't have to get motivated. You had to be somebody for others. You had to get dressed yeah. up and go get that bottle and rock and, you know, just hoping you could get back to sleep, right? That's where it shows that motivation. You're not motivated to do it, but but that's what ultimately happens. So that at the end of the day, though, think about this. If you have competency, you're responsible for yourself and you're taking action and you're taking responsibility for every action, and then it becomes relationships And sometimes it's even relationships, meaning like your business, you might need to hire somebody that can do something better than you do it, right? That's a relationship you need. That's a relationship you need to build because that's going to elevate your company. That's going to elevate everybody around you. But that goes along with, with anybody at any point. Sometimes when we hit a ceiling or we're in this particular spot, sometimes it is about finding that person that can bring me to the next level. Because every new level of your life, we're all going to hit plateaus. And every new level of your life takes a new you, takes a new way to think, takes a new way to be. Every new
1: level. Doesn't matter what that is. Competency, autonomy, and relationships. These are the three things that people need to make a change, get be more successful in who they are, become their optimal self? What I'm saying is
0: those are the way, like we always get this term motivation, which I've said to you in the past, and I, I might even said on the last one, I don't believe in the term motivation. I don't believe there's such a thing. If I waited to be motivated to do anything in my life, I'd still be laying in bed right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be under those covers, right? With with the remote control, because I, I mean, I don't want to get my ass up and go down to the gym in the cold or the heat or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't. There's a purpose for it, right? Yeah. I have to take that action. What I'm saying though, in, in, in order for us to be our optimal self, in order for us to grow and really find the things or take action, right? Like what you're asking is like, people are, you know, they're in that, that, maybe depressed state mm-hmm. or they they're laying there and they're like oh man I just don't feel like doing it or I don't want to do it or I'm not motivated to do it and you know the world it's because one of those three look at those three pillars look at competency do you have do you have the ultimate competency and that skill that you that you need to do that do, are you taking responsibility cuz most of the time they're laying there they're blaming it on the government and they're blaming it on this and they're blaming it on covid or they're bl- like yeah. there's a lot of shit like that right Or maybe they just need that. Maybe maybe it is. It's one of those, it's a relationship. Maybe it's those one of those three pillars that if you can isolate those and figure out which one it is, you can instantly change your motivation and your behavior. Because as soon as you get that, and sometimes it is just going to get that competency, getting that skill, right? We always talk about this in sales. A lot of, you know, what I do is coach salespeople. So when they don't want to make those sales calls, it's usually because they're not very good at it because they don't have the knowledge and expertise because they haven't put in the time. So when you start to work on getting them competent and knowledgeable, man, the person that's knowledgeable, they can't wait to share that information. They can't wait to tell you about it, right? How many times have you been anywhere? (laughs) The vegans and the Ketos and all these diet people, the people who are like up on it, ask them that question. They cannot wait to tell you (laughs) because they're highly competent in it. You know what I'm saying? And it's cool, right? Like good. But understand that that's, think about it.
1: You can't wait to do it when you're that competent in something. You can't. What is up, you lovely listeners? Sorry to interrupt the episode, but I did want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, MikeMe.com. MikeMe has helped this podcast sound incredible over the last year and a half, and I put out every single episode with 100% confidence that it's going to sound amazing and it's going to be absolutely legit. Not to mention, having them work on my show has helped save an incredible amount of time and headache for me, so it's been one of the best investments that I've made in a very, very long time. If you have a podcast or you're looking to start your own be sure to go to mikeme.com forward slash oversharing again that's mikeme.com m-i-c-m-e.com forward slash oversharing and you'll get an episode edited for free when you purchase one of their podcast bundles this is an incredible service you're absolutely going to love it and you're going to love the team but before i speak too much let's get back to the episode I want to kind of hone in on the autonomy part of it. This Please. is as I, as I was just telling you before like w- one of the things that really got me started on this path of higher self, optimal self, so to speak was the idea that we the circumstance that we're in is a direct result of all of the decisions that we've made and I truly believe that. And so how does that apply to like, you know, somebody who's struggling in sales? <laughs> well, you just said it, right? Your circumstance or where you're
0: sitting is a direct reflection of the choices that you're making. Mm -hmm. It's the direct reflection. uh, uh, Well, we could go deeper into that and say it's a reflection of your habits. Because remember this, 70 to 80% of our life is lived on autopilot because our brain is constantly trying to find more efficient ways to do things. you tied your shoe today. Mm -hmm. You don't have to think about it. You could close your eyes and just grab it. You don't even look down probably anymore. But when you were learning it, it was the hardest thing you ever did. Yeah. But eventually you learn that skill. Eventually you get the efficiency to it. I mean, I always, in, in one of my keynotes that I give, I always, I have a, a slide and, and it's the person backing the car out of the driveway for the first time, right? And you're off the curb, you hit the trash can, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, it feels unbelievably crazy. And then in a very short period of time, you don't even look at me like, is it clear? Yeah, clear. Whoop. They're whipping back in and yeah. out like nothing. Because the skill becomes, the brain adapts, and then you become efficient, right? The bad part of that is, it does the same thing for our shitty habits. It does the same thing for our bad habits. And so now, if you're in that situation, in this sales position, you've created some really bad habits that we got to fix. And my belief in habits is we don't actually break habits. We actually form new ones over them, mm. The cue and the response, we have to get – when that cue happens, we need a different response so that we can get, eliminate what we do and what our action we take for, for that particular time, right? They always talk about it with, uh, with smokers, right? Like, you can wear the patch. Where they get crazy is because they don't have anything to light you know, in, in those days, right? And they mm-hmm. hold the cigarette. like They're like, what do I do with my hands, <laughs> right? They got the nicotine, so that's okay. But that's the other thing that they're missing because it's, it's the habitual part right, of it, right. right? That's really what they end up missing. Yeah. So you have to, start to, you have to start to recreate better things for that so that you don't stay or you, th- that habit doesn't come back. Because they're all in there. All my bad habits, they're still in there. Yeah. They are. Yeah. I just have to create a new response so that I don't do that,
1: and by the way, the circumstance that you're in is a direct result of your decision making. That's not just professionally. This is in relationships too. hundred percent right? Uh, it's all our lives and and again, sometimes, I mean the term
0: circumstance or the word circumstance, sometimes we don't have control over that, uh, you know, depending on where you were born or right. whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, and so there's a little bit of uh, that that word can be, you know, we're using it in a different context and look, yeah, I know your circumstance can't change. You're in Georgia, right? Like I can't be anywhere else. You're doing, I mean, mean, you didn't choose that, right? Like that's where I was born. That's not what we're saying. We're saying though, the circumstances of your life, meaning what you have today in your world is a reflection of the choices that you're making. How do we want to change that? We got to have better habits. How do we change our habits? We change habits by we change habits by our belief in ourselves that's our ultimate self because you will not – it's it's not the other way around, meaning you're not going to go start a behavior, right? And then that's going to change my belief. It's I got to change my belief of
1: myself, then the behavior becomes easy. But how do I change the belief of myself? Because, like, I can never get skinny. <laughs> <laughs> well, that word right there, <laughs> saying that, is why you can't. I'm just kidding. I know that I can. I got pretty close. But honestly, though, like – it's hard for people to believe in themselves. Like for sure. me, it took a lot of work. And in some spots, like I'm still working on it today. And I'm sure that oh, you were on too it today. By, right? yeah, me too. But for the listener who like is in this spot where they're looking for that something, like how can they start to get a little spark of, you know, faith in themselves, belief in themselves? I mean, especially
0: when we're talking about, you know, a goal, like like for you, like you just said, you know, I want to get skinny. So if we talk about a fitness goal or a weight goal or whatever, you still have to believe that you deserve that or you are that, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So you have to believe that six packs abs are yours if that's your goal, right? You have to believe that. If I'm being honest with you right now and you know I love you, (laughs) I don't think you believe that. I don't think you believe it. I love pizza more. <laughs> right. But then you can't beat yourself up because, right, right. you know, of the circumstance. Sure, sure. It's the choice that you made. It's right. like, no, man, I'd rather have. And that's okay. Yeah, It really, truly is, man. You, I mean, but again, it, for the listener and for you, it's the belief first. That's why the behavior doesn't change. Right. But if you truly believed it, You truly believed it, right? Atomic Habits, James Clear. Highly recommend the book if you guys have it. It's fantastic. There's a story in there that he uses. Two guys, right? Twin brothers, they've both been smoking for 20 years, and they both decide to quit. He hands the the cigarette to the one brother, and the brother he goes, hey, you want a cigarette? The one brother says, no, thank you. I'm trying to quit. Turns it over, hands it to the other brother. How about you, a cigarette? He says, no, thank you. I'm not a smoker. Mm. Same problem, both 20 years smoking. Just different context, Mm -hmm. different belief. The one brother's still identifying as a smoker. He's trying to quit. The other one doesn't even identify with it. I'm not a smoker. And it starts with self-talk sometimes. It's all self-talk. That's your Mm self-narrative. That's our internal narrative that Mm -hmm. starts this whole thing. It's all of our problems, brother. Yeah, It's because we're harder on ourselves. We need to start looking at what we're saying to ourselves first it matters so much even for you I, I, i'll say it to you man like and i know what you're saying with you know the fitness and we joke around a lot about it right but at the end of the day can you imagine if your internal narrative was i am you know that yeah, yeah. i am that because yeah. when you are that it's
1: very unlikely it's it, the, the behavior that goes behind it you will match you know, that's interesting that you say that too, because I don't know if you saw my vision board up, up there, but I yeah. have uh, Vasily Lomachenko on there because he's a badass. Mm-hmm. But also, like, as you know, I've been trying to, like, really get good at boxing mm-hmm. all the time, you know, and I do it so much. I ha- I haven't, like, gifted myself the um, the title of a boxer yet, mm-hmm. I'm an aspiring boxer, but all the time I just think, like, what would, that, what would Lomachenko do mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, a sure. meal? And, of course... You know, I, I haven't been eating well or whatever. And it's not about the weight. This is this really applies to anything in my life. And what I'm what I was gonna say is like it does start with self-talk. I start to tell myself, I am this person. I am a leader. I am a good, you know, significant other for Alexa. I am a good friend. Yeah. And when I tell myself that and I tell myself who I am, I start to act that way, right? Mm. How do you recommend somebody do that? Because to some people it sounds like wait, you just talk to yourself? It's like, yeah, actually, I do talk to myself for like half an hour every morning. Yeah. It's really creepy if you actually like caught me in the, in the, in the act of it, like my self-affirmations to self or to myself, self-affirmations yeah. to myself. But like, how would you recommend somebody like just start to talk to themselves a little bit better than they did yesterday? First of all, if somebody says they're not talking to themselves, they're talking to themselves. <laughs> like here's newsflash,
0: right? Yeah. Everybody's talking to themselves. Everybody has that voice going on. everyone. Here's the problem. Most people, that voice isn't even theirs. It's something that a third grade teacher said or 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 a coach or a mother or a father, or it could be any of those things. What we first have to identify with is we have to listen. That's what you have to do. you got to you got to be bold enough to just listen and be like, wow, why is that thought in my head? (laughs) Why am I saying that about myself? And then where does it come from? Because likelihood, it doesn't even come from you. It doesn't, it comes from upbringing. It comes from other places throughout our lives that we never recognize. And so in that moment, where do we start? We start just with listening. We start with giving ourselves a little bit of grace. Nobody's perfect you're going to have a bad meal. I'm going to have a bad meal. I am going to have pizza. No question. (laughs) No question. I love pizza, right? right? I mean, I am going to Taco Tuesday. Bet your ass when this pandemic is over, (laughs) it is margaritas and Taco Tuesday. For sure, one of my favorite things on earth. But listen, here's what I'm going to tell you in, in all of this aspect is, yes, it's internal narrative, but just think about it. Let's go very simple for a second. You're always one good meal, one good workout, one good night's sleep, any of those things from being right back on track. Even if, right, we have a bender weekend and we watch the UFC fight and we order some pizza and we have a few beers and we wake up and we eat pancake, whatever, right? You can just go way off the rails for a while, right? Drink, whatever, whatever people's things is. It's not like, oh my God, now I have to be great for another 365 days before I could ever do that again. No, no, no. You just have to get right back on it right now. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to have my egg whites and avocado again. And I'm right back. It's one, you can take one step. That's it. Let's simplify this for people, please. You're all very capable, amazing, beautiful people. You've gone through struggles. You've had these things. And I always say this, man, like, There's a song in every one of us. Every single human that's walking this earth today, there's a song inside of. We're we're scared. Most people are just scared to let it out. But the world deserves to hear your song. We need you. I need you. Because with optimal self, listen, here's the thing. People ask me this all the time. Like, how do you inspire people? how do you inspire people to to, to want to do these things, right? We're trying to give them some tactics and some little things, baby steps, all that kind of stuff. But here's what I'm going to tell you is that ultimately, ultimately, I cannot inspire or help anyone else until I help myself. You want to lead somebody? Be that. Be the person they need because you living to your optimal self that will inspire others to live to theirs. You being the best version of you will inspire people to, be the, to, to do that because they'll want to follow along because they'll want to do it. If you just stand back and tell them, nobody wants that, right? Nobody. <laughs> I, you want to know the simple one? If you're telling your kids right now to go clean their room and make their bed and they walk by your room and your bed's not made, why should they? Because you said so? Oh man, we got to lead by example. We, we have to be better versions of us. That's how we elevate humanity. That's how we help people. Because your job is to inspire others, but it's to inspire others by being the best version of you so that they can be the best version of them. That's the truth, man. That's where we have to get to. That's the level for all of us to strive to be is, it's not about me telling people about it, of any of it. Everything that I'm saying to you, I do, and I don't know if it's right or wrong. I don't have the answers, man. I know that how I feel, I know the response I get, I know the look in people's eyes. There's nothing better in this world, and I know you get it with with your clients as well. When you guys when you do something for them, and they're just so excited and they're so grateful. I do, you know, if when when I do an Optimal Self live, and you wake up in the morning. And, you know, there's messages in your inbox that say, man, that really got me. I needed to hear that. Thank you. I added this to my life. Or you get one six months from now that says, hey, I heard you speak here and this happened. And this is how my life is today. Thank you. Dude, that lights my soul on fire. Mm. That drives me every single day. You want to see how to get my ass out of bed? (laughs) Drop a little thing in my inbox and say thank you. And, And you got something out of it. Dude, it lights me on fire, man. It lights me on fire, for sure.
1: You talked about relationships. I'm a believer that you do have to surround yourself with people who elevate you. No question. That friendships, the best friendships, are based off of common values and goals, not necessarily history is one of my big ones. Mm, Um, It's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) It really (laughs) is. Got to go through some shit to figure that (laughs) one out. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Right? But relationships are so important to the person that feels isolated in their thoughts of like, yeah, I want to become this person. I want to be the best version of myself, but my surroundings, the people around me don't allow that to happen. What do you have to say to them? Mm, man, I hear that a lot. That happens a lot to, to all of us. It's like and my mom, yeah. my husband, my, you know, whatever it I might be. I hear it all
0: the time, man. Yeah, It's, it's very, I mean, it's very sad to say it. It actually hurts my heart a little bit yeah. when I hear it because it, it's because when you're around people, especially by the time I get it, that means they've either gone through a course or they've they've come to a to an event or I've met them somewhere. I've been speaking something like that, and so uh, <laughs> by the time I hear that, I've already had some interaction with them. Typically, and it, and it saddens me because I see the potential in them. But here's what I'm going to say: Jim Rohn said it some version of this is that you're some of the five people you hang around the most, right? So if you want to be fitter, hang around five people fitter than you and you will do what they do. That's
1: why I'm hanging out with you right
0: now. <laughs> yeah. You want your finances to be better? Find somebody, find five people that are financially better, that and, and, and you will guide, they will guide, you will follow them. It doesn't matter what aspect of your life. You can pick it spiritually, relationship, whatever. But the truth is, you have to start surrounding yourself and guess what's going to happen? Some of these people that are around you now, when you start to grow, are going to fall to the side. And you know what they're going to say? Oh, you're different. Oh, you know, you're, no, you're not. You're growing and they're not. And that's okay. You don't have to love them less. Please understand that. It could be your mom. It could be your sister. It could be your brother. I don't love those people in my life less, but I can tell you this. I spend less time with them Mm -hmm. for sure. Because I have bigger plans. I have Gotta bigger
1: goals.
0: Yes, I, but I still love them. Yeah, Man, they're still getting Christmas gifts. I still give them a hug and a kiss when I see them. Yeah. I don't love them any less. But where I'm going is a different trajectory. And I'm not going to let you stop that. And, and I, want, I want everyone to know this. If you're in that situation, you deserve better and not that they're better. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody or in my, you know what I mean? Mm. But what I'm saying is is that you deserve to be on the trajectory that makes you happy that is that that, that is make that is more so than even happiness is fulfillment. That puts you on the trajectory to your type of fulfillment. What makes you what lights you on fire? What makes your soul burn? There's plenty of people in my life that have said, "Jeremy, you're crazy. Why are you doing this? Why?" I said, man, because I love it. God, you work so hard. Why? This ain't work, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, I run a couple companies and, but I don't feel like I work a day. I don't. I. This is incredible. You know, like how great is it that this is what I get to do every day? Like, I couldn't be more grateful. But listen, because I want to make sure that the the listener understands your into your question is that. I know you feel trapped right now. I know you feel secluded or 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 in that environment. But you need to find moments to start to look for ways to better yourself. Not against them. You don't even have it, it's not like you show it up and don't go read a book and then come back and go, "Oh my god, look what I read." No. Take it, implement it, apply it and keep moving. Yeah. Right? I tell people in sales all the time, right? Like when you start digging and you hit gold, don't just grab that little piece of gold and run around and show, tell everybody you found gold. Get a bigger shovel and fucking dig faster. <laughs> dig more. There's more in there. Yeah. Go get more gold. Yeah. Don't run around with that little nugget you found and tell, hey, I got a gold. No. Get a shovel and dig faster, man. That's the same thing with the inside of you. When you find that inner fulfillment, when you find something that lights you on fire, you don't have to go tell all the people around you, just dig faster, man, and go do more of that. Yeah. whatever that is, because it's different for everybody.
1: Yeah. I think the, pe- the surrounding yourself with the right people, that's a choice too. It is a choice. You know what I mean? It's, it all comes back to those three things. It's funny how like we continue to do that. It comes down to those three things, but you have a choice on who you hang out with and you should always be nice if like, you know, in some cases it is somebody's mom or somebody's brother or whatever it might be, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you always got to be nice, but you have that choice. And it's funny that you say that, like real life application is like, you know, Once I became really good friends with, you notice our like founders group, Mm -hmm. we're all pretty fit people. Mm -hmm. Like that was kind of by design, right? Because I wanted to like be around these people that like had healthier lifestyles than I did or some, some sort of, uh, some sort of better habits than I did. Right. And because of that, like it's night and day, how, not just how I look, how I feel my habits in in addition to that. And and what i want to like make really clear this is just for myself is it's not just about like fitness and working out but like those people that are up like pushing themselves every single day to break a sweat to get to failure or whatever it is so that they can be a little bit stronger like that's the type of people that i want to be around right yes. and so you constantly keep doing that but that's the relationship ask. if we go back to self determination theory mm-hmm. that's
0: relationships for you mm-hmm. right it's 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 you building those relationships and now guess what's happening? Because I've watched your journey. I'm lucky that you know we're, we're pretty close these days. I've watched your journey. Think about this for a second. You built the relationship, and so that got your competency better. And now you're even so competent that you have some autonomy. Because I seen you the other day at the top out there by yourself, training and doing it. So you're responsible for you. You still got to get up and go every day, even though you can't go to the regular gym where you could before, right. but you had to build the relationship to build the competency. And now you've got the autonomy. So now, you know, you are driven by that to go make it work and to get better and to keep growing. And it never ends. It never ends. And I've personally watched your skill get better. I've watched your footwork get better. I've watched your hips get better. I've watched you be able to tuck your chin better. It's all great stuff. But again, that's just one piece of your life. You can now use that. This is the beauty of it all. Remember we talked about this in the beginning, like find a trauma, find a time, an obstacle, dig into those strengths and now apply those strengths to whatever situation you're in. This is the same thing. You've now created that circle, understanding how a relationship can build competency can let you get to the autonomy to where you can build and have what you want that was just in this in the boxing arena or in the fitness arena for you but now you can take that and apply it anywhere else because you have that skill you've seen it you've developed you've developed that system in your life and now you can use it anytime you need it man you got that to call on it's a beautiful thing bro
1: it is a beautiful thing that's a that's a the, one of the biggest advantages of doing that because, especially, like, have you ever taken one of Brie's spin classes? I have, yeah, I dude. Have. like, she, yeah. like, you're pushing until, like, yep. you don't think you can go anymore. Oh, for sure, and then you, and you do. don't want to let her down. No, that's another thing. It's not, <laughs> it's, first of all, if Brie <laughs> listens to this, yes. it's not about letting her down. No, it's not, it's, not. it's, it's about the fact that she's going to give me shit if i, if I fail
0: <laughs> see that's you you guys have a little bit better relationship so i was in the i've been in the back like just going like go as hard as i can so because she's you know she's pushing and i and i don't and i don't want to let her down i don't want her to be disappointed in my effort right right right, right? i want to be i want to push and that goes i mean think about that in our lives that goes back to the word is accountability like it or not, she was my, she didn't know it, but she was my accountability mm-hmm. partner in there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. She was, because every time she'd glance over and I could see that look, I I was never going to be the one slacking on that damn bike, yeah. right? I wasn't. There was no way. But again, where in your life do we need that accountability partner also, right? Those people that are struggling or they feel secluded, you've got to look outside of that group and get somebody that that will hold you accountable, to, to your growth or to your next level of, of self whatever that looks like or even if, even if it's in business whatever that is right, right? you you've you've got to find that person everybody does it nobody succeeds alone nobody nobody you pick the person in the world I don't care if it's an athlete I don't care if it's an entertainer I don't care if it's a CEO whatever nobody succeeds alone yep. nobody mm-hmm. and nobody's the smartest person in the room right? I always use Zuckerberg as a, as a you know, because everybody knows this little company called Facebook, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but the greatest thing he'll, he says he ever did, right? Because he was, you know, you see those old photos and he was in there programming away, right? Yeah. All his little buddies, right? They were all sitting at these little card tables in their, in this makeshift house or dorm room, whatever it was. And he knew very quickly that he had to get people better than him or it was never going to work. Mm. He couldn't be, he had to get people better. He had to build relationships and find the people that could do it better than him. And he still does that today. He still does that today on all arms of what that company is today. You have to recognize that, that we can't do it by ourselves. Yeah. And we got to have, we have to find that accountability or we got to find those people or person that can get us to that next level.
1: Let's say I've made the decision that I'm I want to excel in whatever the subject might be. For the competency aspect, I started YouTubing things so I can get better, get a little bit of skill, feel a little bit better about that. For the autonomy, now like I'm taking the initiative, right, to get better at that. And now I've started building some of my relationships. I've surrounded myself with better people. You mentioned that it's important to maybe find somebody outside of that who's going to keep you accountable to all this. Um, like spoiler alert to the listener, like Jeremy and I actually keep <laughs> each other accountable if you couldn't figure that out by now. But w- in what other areas of your life and whether it be fitness, your relationships, whatever it is, where else do you have like an accountability partner and how have you seen that really improve um, your results and the efforts that toward any initiative that you're taking?
0: Every aspect. Mm. There's not a single aspect of my life that doesn't have an accountability, uh, somebody accountable to it. I mean, I have a wealth advisor. <laughs> mm. I have people that I work with, with inside uh, my company as far as, as, as our consulting company goes. That is, I have, I have a personal coach. I get coached in, uh, in two different aspects of my life. I, ha- I also have, from, from a, a professional standpoint, a CEO coach, mm. but I also have a fitness coach as well. Somebody,
1: somebody, Yeah, because this whole time, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, here's I, the, I, I never knew that. I'm just so excited about that. Well, here's why is because I
0: need, because if I just, look, I love fitness. You know that. This yeah. is one of my favorite things in the world. I, I love what it does. It's, and I do it more for my brain than I do for the body. Mm-hmm. That's 100% true. If I'm just going in, I'm going to always do the shit that I like to do. Right. I need somebody to go, nope, you're doing this today because I otherwise I won't do it. Mm-hmm. I won't. I'll choose the things that I like. Right. That's and again, I'm gonna push myself hard enough. I'm gonna eat well. I'm gonna eat right. Like I'm gonna do those kind of things. But trust me on this, you know, when you have somebody that knows what your weakness is, or you know, when I get into a certain rut, it's great to have somebody. I need somebody to call me on my bullshit, man. I do. I need you to call me on Thursday mornings at eight o'clock because. When I see that on my schedule, I know that whatever I said I was going to do over those seven days, I better have that shit done. Yeah. And I need that. And so yes, everybody, every aspect of my life today has somebody in in one of those spots. Mm-hmm. Every aspect.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. Those are s- such big keys for like all of the successes, the accountability, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. I personally like, you know, I had a business coach for, I had a business coach that helped quite a bit. Um, I had those frankly, I had to cut that expense just as a precaution for COVID. COVID stuff. You know? Sure. That's a um, smart
0: thing to do as a business owner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: really, I mean, people we've been from, from
0: day one, that was the, you know, that was the number one thing we sat with our agents and our, and all of our clients and said, first things first, they're like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to cut expenses. Yeah. Number one thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and luckily I'm blessed. Like I have that inner thing where it's like i learned stuff from you i have the autonomy and i definitely have the relationships to continue moving forward so it's like that stuff was there but that and then like getting a personal trainer was amazing and to do like helped with a lot of stuff and the reason i'm reiterating that is because it's like you know i think it's so important people try to do it on on their own and one of the biggest things you said today is like people don't succeed by themselves nobody succeeds alone man nobody yeah, I think that's super heavy. So, you know, you give it you've given us so many things right now. Like, who is the type of person that should reach out to you for optimal self? Everyone.
0: <laughs> Beginners, if you if 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 you don't really understand, I mean all the way down to the, you know, the Fortune 500 CEO that needs help because everybody needs everybody needs help in some aspect, right? There's there's so many different parts of this to to be again, and it's not about, understand that, that this isn't about we have the version of optimal self. We don't. Each one of you is going to be your own optimal self. You're going to be your own version of you. That's what we want to get to. We want you, there are some principles that have to take place for sure, right? I mean, how you start your day and, and what you eat and how you hydrate and how you move and what you're reading, what you're consuming, Right. What is the consumption that you're taking in on a daily basis? You want to talk about internal narrative? Do you know that in, the internal narrative is also influenced by what you're listening to, by mm-hmm. what you're watching on television, by what you're who you're following on Instagram or, or Facebook or whatever those things is? That consumption is also dictating the internal narrative and ultimately how you see yourself, right? So... Those are there's some principles to this that that everybody needs. And but I just I hope that comes off right. I, this isn't like we know what optimal self is. We don't. Right. No, you're all your optimal self.
1: The object is for us to help you become the best version of you. And this isn't just about fitness. This isn't Nothing. just about business. Nope. This is about self. Please. Mm.
0: Because I hope all you business owners out there right now, your business will only grow to the extent that you do. <laughs> period. Yeah. If your business is at a standstill, if you're hitting a ceiling, it's because you need to grow. It's because you need to grow. And it's because you need to look at those three pillars because is my competency there for the next level? Am I taking responsibility for for what's going on in the business? And then the last part is relationships. Is there somebody else that I need to be in touch with? Is there somebody else that I need to bring onto the organization? Is there somebody else that I need in my world that can bring us to that next level? Because one of those pillars is why you're hitting a ceiling. It's because you've stopped growing. You stopped growing. Not the business, not the market, right? Not the industry. You have stopped growing. We've got to
1: always look at ourselves. That's the autonomy piece. So big. Mm. If they want to reach out to you, where they, can they find you?
0: Uh, please. I mean, check us out on, on, uh, on Instagram, Optimal underscore Self. Uh, we're on Facebook, Optimal Self One. We're doing lives every single day, little five to eight minute clips. Um, optimal self today. You can pre-register, uh, the, the, the membership site as well as the apps and everything that's getting done right now. will um, uh, you can get on there. So you'll get all the discounts and stuff like that. And people who are signing up, we're sending them some swag and some shirts and some hats. we got some Sick. pretty cool stuff coming out. Bro. So yeah, you're <laughs> it. don't worry. I got you. I got you. I got you. It's that's, all on order, man. COVID's COVID's put some of yeah. those companies a little bit slower. So we're getting little, we're getting it little
1: by little, but for sure. it's coming, man. For, for sure. sure. All right. Final question of the day. We talked about pizza like 17 times today. <laughs> Which really fucks with me. Yeah. Do you or do you not believe that pineapple should be on pizza? mm I am a very
0: simple guy. I, I, I'm i okay with it on there, but if you're asking me what I'm going to order, I'm getting a straight up pepperoni pizza d- old school, dog. <laughs> this
1: is why we're friends. I love don't it. Don't mess
0: around with it. Don't mess around with it. Don't, don't screw up a good thing, man. Just give yeah. me
1: some pepperoni and let's roll. <laughs> to the listener, uh, I hope you loved this episode. If you didn't, you should probably listen to it again because it was absolute fire. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Um, if you dig it, we would love a five star review. If you didn't like it that much, feel free to stick it to us, but subscribe anyway, because we're going to have a ton of incredible people just like Jeremy back on the show. Thanks again, man. Thank you.